and the rest of us are going to stay here, and we're going to be getting into God's Word today. We've been in a series of messages looking at the heart of sunrise. What are the values? What are the the principles that have really formed the basis of this church for 23, going on 24 years. Estamos mirando el corazón del amanecer, o sea, los valores que son parte de esta iglesia. And so to begin with this morning, I want to invite you to get your Bibles out and open up to our first scripture, which is 1 Peter chapter 2. We'll be looking at the first three verses. Primero vamos a mirar Primero de Pedro capítulo 2, versículos 1 a 3. As you're getting ready, I also want to remind you that today we will be coming to the Lord's table for the Lord's Supper. And we invite all who are following Jesus Christ, who are trusting in him alone as Lord and Savior, to come to this table with open hearts, with confession, repentance, a turning away from what is old and a turning towards Jesus. And if that's where you are today, we want you to be welcome to the Lord's table. Queremos recordarles que también vamos a celebrar la Santa Cena y los que han confiado, han, han puesto su fe en el Señor Jesucristo como Señor y Salvador son bienvenidos a venir con corazón arrepentido y contrito y con fe ante el Señor. So, we'll be getting into this scripture in just a moment, but if, if you live in this part of California, as I'm assuming most of you do, then you probably know it is an unwritten rule around here, okay? It's almost an expectation in our valley. Es una expectativa en esta parte de California Central. You've got to drink milk, okay? Amen. I hear some amens out there, right? Hay que tomar leche. You just have to, all right? If it's not whole milk or 2% or 1% or skim, you got to drink milk in some form. It, maybe it's the flavored stuff that you get from Top of the Morn or, or Rosa's, right? I mean, that's good stuff. Hay que tomar leche de sabores. And you've got to use real butter on your bread, folks, not this oily fake margarine stuff, okay? Real butter. Hay que usar mantequilla de verdad y no margarina. And, and you've got to eat cheese and yogurt and ice cream, and all kinds of other good stuff made from milk. I could comer yogurt, queso, y helados, y tal. See, we live in the number one dairy-producing region in the world, not just in this country. Esta región es la que produce más de productos de leche en el mundo. And as part of that, our, our region, our Central Valley, is all about supplying milk and milk products to feed a hungry world. That's what we do. Damos productos de leche para todo el mundo. But ask anyone who's in the dairy industry, and there are a few in this room, and they will tell you something important. They will admit, man does not live on milk alone. El hombre no vive solo por la leche. That's why you've also got to have meat Right? You got to have meat. Hay que tener carne. And so here's the cool thing. When our dairy cows are done giving us the white stuff, they are often used to give us the red stuff, to give us beef. I mean, who wouldn't want a good tri-tip, a good steak? Cuando las vacas ya no dan lo blanco, nos dan lo rojo, el res. So yes, it may be true that milk alone can't feed the world, but, but milk and meat together... 
Now that's a winning combination, I say. La leche y la carne es una combinación formidable. But there's also something else I want to say. Dairies are not the only place where milk and meat are supposed to be found. Las lecherías no son los únicos lugares donde hay leche y carne. There's another place, another very important place where you should be able to find milk and meat in abundant supply. Otro lugar que da leche y carne en abundancia. And that place I'm talking about is the local church. The church should be a place where milk and meat are found. En la iglesia debemos encontrar leche y carne. And that's where I want us to turn to our scripture this morning because in 1 Peter chapter Two, we have a very powerful invitation. And I want to read this for us first in English, then in Spanish. Hay una invitación poderosa aquí en Primera de Pedro 2. It says, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Por lo tanto, abandonando toda maldad y todo engaño, hipocresía y envidias y toda columna, desenconancias la leche pura de la palabra como niños recién nacidos. Así, por medio de ella crecerán en su salvación, ahora que han probado lo bueno que es el Señor. The Bible is talking here about developing a taste for what it calls pure spiritual milk. Hay que tener sabor por una leche pura espiritual. For pure spiritual milk. And, and developing this taste for pure spiritual milk, it involves giving up a diet of sinful habits and sinful practices. Hay que dejar una dieta de peca pecado y de prácticas pecaminosas. It's about leaving to the side getting rid of a diet of malice and envy and hypocrisy and deceit and all kinds of evil and slander. Se trata de dejar engaño, hipocresía, envidias y, envidias y toda calumnia. It's about giving all of that stuff all out, giving it up, and developing an appetite for the things of God. Es tener apetito para las cosas de Dios. Peter refers to this as growing up in your salvation. Se trata de crecer en la salvación. It's about savoring. It's about taking in the nourishing truths of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Se trata de saborear y, y, y probar las verdades de Jesús. It's about tasting and seeing that the Lord is good and desiring more and more of Him. Es saborear y probar lo bueno que es el Señor. That's what we're called to do, that's what we're invited to do. And Peter says, as, as those who come to faith in Jesus begin to take in this milk, this pure spiritual milk, they will grow up. And the goal is for them to become not just babies who like milk, but for them to become mature spiritual adults, to be complete and mature, and, and to be all that we're meant to be. Al tomar esta leche espiritual, debemos crecer de bebés espirituales, adultos espirituales. Now, we all know milk is great stuff for babies. 
It's really good for babies. But milk alone will not allow a baby to grow to adulthood. La leche en sí no permite que un bebé crezca a ser adulto. Along the way, at some point, a baby, even a baby, needs to make transition from taking in just milk to eating solid food and, and to eating stuff that is nutritious like meat and, and potatoes and vegetables. Un niño, un bebé, tiene que hacer la transición de la leche a comida, a comida a sólida, alimento sólido. So what happens when a baby doesn't make that transition? What happens when a baby's been drinking milk and for whatever reason, they don't move over to solid food? ¿Qué pasa si un bebé no come alimento sólido? Well, there you've got a big problem. And the same is true for us spiritually. Es un problema. I want to invite you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want to read about a situation where this problem occurred. Primero de Corintios 3.1. The early church leader Paul says here, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. Hermanos, no pude dirigirme a ustedes como a espirituales, sino como a inmaduros, apenas niños en Cristo. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. Les di leche porque no podían asimilar alimentos sólidos, ni pueden todavía, pero aún son inmaduros. So here we have this situation where for whatever reason, Paul is talking to some Christians here, some baby Christians who have never developed a taste for solid food. They've never made that transition from milk to meat. Se dirige a bebés que no han hecho la transición de leche a carne, a alimento sólido. And the reason he says that so is because they are still worldly. They are still immature. Son carnales del mundo. In other words, in addition to, to taking in milk, they're still drinking from another well, the poison well of sinful attitudes and sinful actions and sinful habits. Paul even goes on to say that they're fighting and, and quarreling amongst each other and, and picking at each other and, and being malicious towards one another. Están bebiendo del pozo venenoso de actitudes y de hábitos pecaminosos. And so they are stuck at a place where they're not just babies, they're becoming spoiled brats. They're becoming childish. No solo son bebés, son unos malcriados espirituales, mimados. And we need to back up a little bit and understand what Paul was trying to do with them. Bible scholars note that in the chapter before, chapter 2, verse 2, we find a clue about the spiritual milk that Paul was trying to give them. Vemos indicio de la leche que Pablo quería darles. Primero de Corintios 2.2. This is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.2. I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Me propuse más bien estando entre ustedes no saber de cosa alguna excepto de Jesucristo y de este crucificado. Jesus Christ crucified. Paul says, that's the only thing I wanted to talk about. That's the only thing I wanted to give you. 
Solo quería hablar de Jesús y este crucificado. Jesus Christ crucified on the cross for our sins. You know what that is? That is good stuff. That is mother's milk right there. Esa es leche materna. Jesús crucificado por nosotros. But what happens when people don't take that in? What happens when, when people don't crave that milk of Jesus crucified? When they don't take that message and run with it and grow with it? ¿Qué pasa si no absorben este mensaje y crecen? What happens when people get a little taste of that milk of Jesus crucified, but they prefer to be over here sucking on the sour grapes of resentment and jealousy and, and, and infighting and all of that. ¿Qué pasa si la gente prefiere el resentimiento, el orgullo, los celos? You've got a big problem. Hay un problema. What you got are people that are too old for just milk, but they're too immature for solid food. Son demasiado uh, viejos como para solo leche, pero inmaduros como para alimento sólido. We find a very similar situation described in Hebrews 5.11. Turn there with me, Hebreos 5.11. And the writer of Hebrews says, we have much to say about this, about Jesus being the high priest. We have much to say about Jesus, but it is hard to explain because you are so slow to learn. It's hard for you to understand In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. Sobre este tema tenemos mucho que decir, aunque es difícil explicarlo, porque a ustedes lo que les entra por un oído les sale por el otro. En realidad a estas alturas deberían ser maestros, sin embargo necesitan que alguien vuelva a enseñarles las verdades elementales de la palabra de Dios. You need milk, not solid Food. Dicho de otro modo, necesitan leche en vez de alimento sólido. Again, we have a problem here. We have some Christians who have somehow lost their taste for the things of God. They've initially uh, tasted the message of Jesus and Jesus crucified, but they haven't continued in it. They haven't grown with it. Hay un pueblo aquí que han saboreado de Jesús, pero no han crecido en él. And they should be, by this time, the writer says, you should be teaching by now. You should be ready for meaty chunks of God's word and his truth. Deberían estar listos para alimento sólido, para carne espiritual. And you're not. You're stuck. Let's go on to verse 13 here. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. El que solo se alimenta de leche es inexperto en el mensaje de justicia, es como un niño de pecho. En cambio, el alimento sólido es para los adultos, para los que tienen capacidad de, de distinguir entre lo bueno y lo malo pues han ejercitado su facultad de percepción espiritual. So let me see if I can break down what, what this seems to be saying. First of all, spiritual milk is going to point us to Jesus and his righteousness, right? That's spiritual milk. La leche espiritual nos señala Jesús y su justicia. 
But according to what Hebrews is saying here, spiritual meat is about our righteousness. In other words, it is about us learning and training ourselves to distinguish good from evil and then to practice what is godly as a response to the amazing goodness of Jesus Christ crucified. Se trata de nosotros con nuestra percepción espiritual ejercitando la facultad de escoger lo bueno. It's about leaving the junk and latching on to Jesus and living out his righteousness. Se trata de vivir su justicia. We'll get more light on this from John 4, 34. Juan 4, 34. Jesus himself said this. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Mi alimento es hacer la voluntad del que me envió, dice Jesús, y termina su obra. The word food here is the same word that's being used in Hebrews, the same word that's being used in 1 Corinthians for solid food, for meat. My food is to do what God says. Mi alimento es hacer lo que dice el Padre. That's our food. So spiritual milk is about Jesus crucified. La leche espiritual se trata de Jesús crucificado. Spiritual meat is about me crucified. It's about me dying to my sinful habits and attitudes and ways. La carne espiritual se trata de que yo sea crucificado, morir a mis caminos pecaminosos. Spiritual meat is about me responding to Jesus crucified by taking up my cross and following Jesus. By what we sang about, being a disciple, no turning back. I'm leaving the junk behind. I'm leaving the garbage behind and I'm going after Jesus. That's spiritual meat. It's about growing up in our salvation. It's about becoming, uh, growing into the shape and into the image of Jesus who died for us. Se trata de crecer a la imagen de Jesús. It's about living out a resurrected life as new people. So how do we do that? How do we grow to that point? ¿Cómo crecemos así? Again, I think it involves two things here based on what we're seeing from the Bible. Hay dos cosas. First of all, we need to latch on to the spiritual milk of God's word like a, like a child at the breast. We need to latch on to that and never, ever let go. Hay que aferrarse a la leche pura de la palabra de Dios. Often where, where people struggle in their growth as Christians is they've gotten a taste of the good news, a little, a little sample of Jesus, a little Costco sample, a little, just a little bit, and it's, hmm, that's good, but over here they're still on a massive diet of sour milk. And they turn back to that after having just a little taste of Jesus and they're stuck in immaturity. A veces las personas tienen sabor de Jesús pero después vuelven al, a la leche agria de sus actos. And when you do that, you can't grow. And, and so it's about turning toward and craving, like it says in 1 Peter, crave this pure spiritual milk. Develop a taste for it. I can desear con ansias esta leche espiritual. Look at 
James chapter 1.21. Santiago 1.21. This is what it says. Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Despójense de toda inmundicia y de la maldad que tanto abunda y que, eh, para que puedan recibir con humildad la palabra sembrada en ustedes la cual tiene poder para salvarles la vida. It's about opening up. Danny set it up here. He said it's about being humble and accepting and allowing the message of Jesus to get deep inside of you. Es permitir que el mensaje de Jesús llegue a su vida. So first we need to crave the word of God, crave the message and the person of Jesus. But then secondly, we not only need to take in spiritual nutrition, we need to exercise. También tenemos que hacer ejercicios. Look at the very next verse, James 1.22. Santiago 1, 22, it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. No se contenten solo con escuchar la palabra, pues así se engañan ustedes mismos. Llévenla a la práctica. So it's, it's about the spiritual meat of, of seeking to live out what you receive from Jesus. The truth you gain to make that come out of your life. That's faith. It's faith in action. Esa es la fe por acción. So the mark of maturity for a, for a disciple or a follower of Jesus, the mark of maturity is not how much of the Bible you know. It's about how much of Jesus you're actually learning to live out. La madurez no se trata de cuánto sabes la Biblia, sino cuánto de Jesús vives. So we're talking about spiritual growth here. And spiritual growth is all about developing a taste for God's word, taking in the word of God, the message and the person of Jesus, and then living that out in our daily lives, putting it into practice so that we grow into the shape of Jesus Christ uh, uh, increasingly in our lives. El crecimiento espiritual se trata de absorber la palabra de Dios, esa leche espiritual, y después ponerla por obra para así crecer a la imagen de Cristo. And as a church, as I said before, that's what we should be all about. We should be the world's largest producer of spiritual milk and meat. And at sunrise, from the very beginning, we have desired to do that. Hemos querido hacer eso como la iglesia, proveer la leche y la carne espiritual. It's all about life change, transformation. And one of the things we said at the very beginning of sunrise is we believe that spiritual change really occurs best in community when we do it together. It's hard to do that alone. La transformación espiritual ocurre lo mejor en, en, en la comunidad de la iglesia. It's about learning together, growing together, helping each other, even though we're all at different stages along the way. And in recent weeks and months, uh, the elders of Sunrise and the staff of Sunrise, we've been We've been thinking and praying and looking at how do we as a church, after all these years, how do we do a better job of providing milk and meat for the people of God? ¿Cómo proveemos como iglesia más leche y carne para el pueblo de Dios? And we're in the middle of that. 
We have some things going on, but we would like to see more. What are we talking about? Well, I think one thing we're talking about is more environments and more opportunities where people can come together and get the milk they need, where people can receive and understand the, the message of Jesus, but then also get help with overcoming some of the junk. Because the, the reality is when we come to Christ, we come with junk in our trunk, right? We come with garbage, and we need help getting rid of that stuff so that we can develop a taste for God's word. We want to have more groups like that. Queremos más grupos así donde las personas pueden absorber la verdad de Jesús, pero también despojarse de lo malo de su vieja vida. It takes time, and we want those environments to, to increase. So you know, hey, it's okay to have stuff. We all have stuff. We all walk in with baggage. The, the issue is, what do you do with it? Are you just going to keep carrying it around? Or would you like to get rid of that load? Let's figure out how to help you with that. Let's pray into that. Let's grow into that. So we want to provide more milk. Queremos más leche, proveer más leche. But we're also thinking about and praying about how to provide more meat. ¿Cómo proveemos más carne? Now, meat involves a lot. Meat involves, first of all, theology. That's meat. You know, we have a foundations theology class that we've begun in the last year or so. Meat could be deeper Bible study, and we're thinking about how do we do deeper Bible study, more, more digging in God's Word. Puede ser la teología o clases de estudio bíblico más profundo, but meat goes beyond a classroom. Meat is about growing in our ability to love other people and putting our faith into practice. It's about serving other people, and yes, it's actually about teaching other people. Se trata de amar a los demás, servir y hasta enseñar. Hebrews says it. You should be teachers. Debemos ser maestros. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone is required to stand up and preach. Not everyone is required to be a, a teacher in a classroom of some uh, sort, but can you learn to teach your children the truth of Jesus crucified and risen from the dead? That's an important act of teaching, enseñar a los niños a Jesús and sus hijos, eso es importante. Or it may be that you grow in your faith to the point where, where someone comes along who doesn't know Jesus or is seeking after God, and you can teach them, you can say, this is the good news, this is the message of Jesus, and this is what he's done for me, and I want you to have it too. Es compartir el mensaje de Jesús con alguien que no cree todavía. And as you teach your children as you learn to share your faith with others, you know what? God might surprise you and there might come the day where you actually do lead a group or you lead a class or as Danny shared this morning, you come up front and you prepare God's people for the offering. You, you taught us this morning, Danny. Thank you. That's power. That was a witness to what I'm talking about. We were taught this morning. Praise God for that. Gloria a Dios porque si podemos enseñar. So I hope what you hear me saying is this. Developing a taste for spiritual milk and meat is not an option for us. It's for everybody. Meat is not just for a, a, a chosen few. It's for all of us. La leche y la carne es para todos. Now, I don't know about you. I'm 50-something years old. I love milk. Okay? But I also love tri-tip. I haven't given up milk, right? 
Como adulto no he dejado la leche, pero me gusta también el bistec. I, I like both of them. I need both of them. We need them as God's people. But it starts with the milk. Start where you are. It's about learning how to trust that truth. Jesus was crucified for you. He rose for you. He loves you. He forgives you. He's calling you into a new life. Se trata que Jesús murió por ti, resucitó por ti, te llama una nueva vida. And then from there, it's about following Jesus every day. The meat of the Christian faith is not what happens in, in this building. It's every day during the week. As we live in our homes, as we work, as we're on the street, how do we live for Jesus? That's the meat. La carne es como vivimos por Cristo todos los días. So I want us, you know, we have these sheets here, and if you don't have one, I want to encourage you to get one. There are questions here to think about this week, and one of the questions is to think about your relationship with God's word, your relationship with the scriptures, your relationship with Jesus. Quiero que mediten su relación con la palabra de Dios. Where are you in that? I think sometimes some Christians are allergic to God's word. It's almost like they've become spiritually lactose intolerant. It's like God's word, that's not the way it's meant to be. No debemos ser alérgicos a la palabra de Dios. The way to overcome that allergy is to encounter God's word every day and develop a taste for it. That's why we have Bible reading plans in the back. We want to encourage you, pick one up. The Bible can be intimidating. It seems so complicated. It seems so big. La Biblia parece complicada, pero tenemos planes de lectura para cada día. But here's the deal. Read every day, and what you'll begin to see is the Bible really is simply about one thing. It's about one thing. Jesus crucified. That's the entire message of the Bible. And every day you're going to see connections of how each part of the Bible connects to Jesus crucified and risen. La Biblia se trata de Jesús crucificado y resucitado. We have other opportunities here at Sunrise. We have what I think is one of the best kept secrets around here. It's our faith principle class. Our faith principles class meets on 8.30 every Sunday morning. And we have people who have been on this walk for a long time, more mature, less mature, people from all different stages of growth. And we're taking in milk. Pure doctrine, teaching of Jesus. And let me tell you, it's top of the morn. It's good stuff. Right, we love that. So if you want to be a part of that, we're going to be we're in that room over there. Tenemos la clase de, de, de mirar la doctrina básica de la fe. We have our group in Spanish that meets often after worship. We have uh, men right now that are getting together on Thursday nights. Hay hombres que se reúnen los jueves, and they're going down deep into getting out and at the root of some difficult stuff in their lives. Let me tell you, God's doing a work with our men. Praise God. Dios está trabajando con los hombres. We have women that are meeting in homes right now and studying God's word together. Hay mujeres en casas. And we're ready to start a group anytime we can and any way we can. Talk to me. Uh, we have at least uh, some of our elders here. Elders, raise your hand. And we have one back there. We have one back there. Aaron, Cody. We have elders at large. Talk to somebody. Talk to a deacon. They'll tell you, hey, let's talk to the pastor. Let's figure out what we can do for you. We would love for that. So, 
I'm going to come down to the communion table right now. And in a way, I want to say that at the Lord's table, we have a picture, an image of what I've been talking about this morning. Aquí tenemos una imagen de lo que hemos hablado. We have very simple food here. Comida sencilla. We have bread, juice, pan y jugo. And this simple food points us to what we need as Christians. We need to take in, by faith, we need to take in the life-giving body and blood of Jesus Christ who gave himself for us. Tenemos que asimilar el cuerpo y la sangre de Jesús por fe. This table is about Jesus crucified and risen for us. That's our milk. That is our milk that we need. Es la leche. But as we come to this table and as we're fed and as we're nourished at this table, the idea is that we go out to express Jesus. He's come in, we're going to express him. Queremos después ir a expresar a Jesús. It's about blessing other people. It's about living for Jesus in our daily lives. It's, it's about loving and, and being like Christ. Uh, it's about being witnesses to the world. Se trata de ser testigos al mundo y vivir por Cristo. That's our, our meat. That's our meat. And, and, and so it all begins right here. It begins with developing in our lives a taste for Jesus. Hay que desarrollar un sabor por Jesús. And Jesus, the Bible tells us, is the living word of God. He's the living word of God and it's about developing a taste for him. Se trata de tener gusto por Jesús, la palabra viva de Dios. I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Oremos. Lord Jesus, you invite us to taste and see how good you are. Taste and see that the Lord is good, your word says. Nos invitas a probar y saborear que tan bueno eres, Señor. You are good because you gave up yourself. You gave every last bit of yourself for us body, blood, soul, and spirit. Te entregaste completamente por nosotros. It is a gift that we are completely undeserving of. We do not deserve it. No meritamos este regalo. And you offer us your very self. And you invite us. You invite us to take you into our lives. And you invite us to do that not just once or twice, but daily to be fed by you, led by you, and to express you. Nos invitas a diario alimentarnos de tu presencia. Again, this is a gift we do not deserve, but we need you.
So we come to this table understanding we need you. And in these precious few moments, we pause to look at the baggage we're carrying and to leave it at the foot of your cross. Hear us, Lord, as we confess our sins in the silence before you. Escúchanos, Señor. Queremos confesar nuestros pecados ante ti. Thank you for the promise of your word that if we confess our sins, O oh God, if we live in the light